Episode 10. I'm going to get right into this one. Loaded bases, Trevor Casanova. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, I'm doing good. It's uh, I'm just trying to stay cool up here. It's about 103 today. It sucks. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like 100 and at least like five down here. It's supposed to warm up too. It's like, cause you're down in Southern California right now. Yeah, Southern California, Riverside. So did you grow up down there? Yeah, I grew up Corona, California. I lived here all the way throughout high school, and then my mom actually worked out in San. She worked in Santa Monica, and uh, once we graduated high school, she said, "I'm done driving." It's like a on with traffic. It's like it can get to like two hours and thirty minutes. So yeah. she was like, "Once we graduated high school, she said, pack your bags, we're out of here." So we <laughs> moved out to Redondo Beach, and so like I bounced back and forth from there all the yeah. time. Dang. So yeah. So what do you do now? What do you, who do you play for? Well, I play for the Minnesota Twins. I'm going, this is my third year. Um, was drafted 2018 and uh, I'm going on my third year. So finished up single A this last season and now we're in the middle of a COVID season. Yeah, dude. <laughs> how, how, was, uh, how was finding out during spring training that it was getting shut down? Dude, it was like it just happened so fast we were all I was ready to go there was like two weeks till the first game of the year and I mean everybody was ready to go like solid and they called us in the office one night after we were done training the conference room and they're like we've been talking with like the MLB uh CDC and we got to send you guys home we have too many people here that's crazy we don't know when you guys are going to be back like they told us go home, train as if like you could be called back in three weeks or like, let's just hope for that. And yeah, so we all just kind of went home, trained all the time. I trained every day. And then we got a phone call like July. Oh, season's canceled. Like yep. we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if you guys are going to come back or not. Uh, as of right now, the facility shut down. Mm. Um, we might have you guys come back in like went the winter during December or whatever. And if that doesn't happen, then we're, we, you guys won't come back till January next spring training. So Damn. we're just, everybody's just like, it'd confused. be stressful for sure. Yeah. But, well, I mean, well, cause like the pitchers like that I've talked to, like they're all like routine, like base. Oh, they're, and they're, then like yeah, if they don't know like when they're going to throw, like they don't really exactly. have a and schedule. Like, believe it or not, like position players are like that too like well, yeah, for yeah. me at least like I'm very like routine and like staying in the same routine every day knowing all right when am I going to ramp up for my game when do I yeah. when do I take my break or like when do I shut it down for a little bit and well, I mean because like, you catch like so you're just yeah I'm go I'm going going yeah and uh so for me it's kind of just like when when am I going to shut down at one point? And I don't even know if I am going to shut down. I'll probably just treat this year like a season and just train yeah. till like the end. I'm just going to train and do everything that I do until like that last game of the year that would be, and then mm -hmm. shut it down like I normally would, and then yeah, like a month ramp or so back or up. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. So you just get one long spring training minus yeah. the games. Yeah, one long spring training of training, and yeah, no games, no fun. <laughs> yeah that'd be that would that would be i don't know that'd be stressful 
like yeah, confusing, like all of the above. Yeah, it just sucks because like some people like needed this year, you know what I mean? To like yeah. make a name for themselves. Like it like it is what it is. It's a lost opportunity. Like yeah. there's no taking a positive out of this. Like I lost a year. That's I lost two hundred at bats that I could have done Does, something. So like have you guys heard about I guess like the service time? Like per Yeah, the 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 rule five. Yeah. Yeah, so we get like it this year counts towards our rule five. So wow, so which is like it's good and bad because like for sure bad as in like if I could have had a breakout year this year and like really made a name for myself, and then good because at least in five years I know I either got to be put on a forty man or get picked up by another team. So that's the good side about it. But I mean the bad thing is is you don't know what you don't know what I could have done this year. You know what I mean? I mean, it is what it is. You just got to take it for what it is and just keep moving forward. There's nothing you can do about it. For sure. Just get ready for 2021. Exactly. So you actually only played one year of high school baseball. Yeah. And now you play professionally. How does that work? Explain that. So, I mean, it's a long story, but. Bring it on. um, Um. so growing up in high school, I just uh, was distracted a lot, just hung out with the wrong kids. Um, my home, my, my family, they were splitting up and it was just rough. And mm-hmm. I was distracted a lot, going through a lot. And my parents divorced when I was like a freshman in high school. And in order for my mom to put a roof over our house, she had to live out in Santa Monica during the week. And so I was just a high school kid living at home all on my own with my brother and my sister. And I was just not going to school, hanging out with the wrong kids, ditching class, out smoking weed, drinking all the time, partying. And freshman year, didn't make grades, failed every class. Sophomore year, same thing, didn't, didn't pass my grades, failed all my classes. So then junior year, I had to go to a continuation school to make up my credits in order for me to graduate on time. And uh, I ended up getting back on track, uh, getting all my grades back on track. And I played, it's funny, like the whole, the continuation school lets you pick the school in the area that you want to go to. So when I went there, if I get, if I bring up my grades and I keep a good uh, 2.0, I think it is now 2.0. If I keep that, I get, I could play at any school I want. So I, I transferred to another school, played there while I was at the continuation school. So I'd go to continuation school, like fifth period comes around, leave, drive to the other school, go play baseball, go to baseball practice. And I played my junior year, got all my grades back on track. And then senior year comes back around and I decided, you know, I want to go back to the school where I got in trouble at and like, just like, like just be a changed person. And I go back, start hanging out with the same kids again, failed my whole uh, first semester of my senior year, mm-hmm. had to go back to continuation school and make up my first semester of my senior year. And uh, I ended up graduating on time. And then my summer coach that was coaching me in the summer during high school, who I loved a lot, actually lived in Oregon, grew up in Oregon. And mm-hmm. uh he told me, you know, he's like, come play for me in Oregon, like at the, at the junior college that I'm going to be at. And I said, all right, like he was my like he was like a uh, 
a father figure to me, like a mentor, I guess. Yeah. He played pro ball. So, like, I fought, tried following his footsteps, and he saw, like, the potential in me but knew I was distracted and needed help. So, like, he took me under his wing and, like, pretty much just said, yo, I got you. Like, come play with me up in Oregon. And I said, all right, I'm, I'm down. And so I went up there, played for Lane Community College my freshman year. And for me, bro, I didn't – I didn't like Oregon that much playing in the rain and the 30 degree weather. That now, where, was where's, me. where's that at? Where's Lane? Eugene, Eugene, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's right. It's literally like two I know minutes from U of O. Okay. Then I yeah. know exactly where it's at. Yeah. It's right there. And, uh, so I went and played there my freshman year and didn't have that great of a year just cause like, it was my first time being away from home. Yeah. It, it was super change. cold. I've never played like in 30 degree weather. So I was just going through a lot. Yeah, see, that's and, normal. That's that's a normal thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's normal for people. And, like, for me, my hands were frozen every game. Yep. And uh, so I ended up telling my mom I want to move back home and play baseball back at home. And uh, so she's like, all right, come home. And so I ended up transferring to Long Beach City College in Long Beach. And uh, my two friends that I grew up with in high school – we're going to Long Beach City. And mm. so I was like, all right, let me get an apartment with these dudes, uh, hang out with, hang out at their place and go to school and play baseball. So I go over there and same thing as high school, dude, just distracted, partying, yep. doing all the stupid stuff. And before I know it, grades come around, don't have grades, can't yep. play baseball. So I know how the – I definitely can – I definitely understand how the college baseball life is. I mean, yeah. I, I mean – I would, I would kind of worry about other things than just baseball. And yeah, just like, like, and well, especially it's being not, young. It's not, yeah, being young. Like, it's not really until you like. For me, at least, like, it took me the hard way to learn because I mean, I've always learned the hard way. I've always just done things like on my terms, and yeah. I learned the hard way. I it either works for me or it doesn't work for me. Yep. And and then, at least I know because I've done it that I yep. know this doesn't work. You for have me, that experience. And this works for me. I have the experience. I've gone through so much that I know now at my age, which some people are getting into what I was getting into when I was younger and they're like struggling now. Yep. And for me, I've done, I've done it all. Like I've done it all. And I am where I'm at now because I know what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Yep. And like, after I was after I didn't make grades my sophomore year, I ended up quitting baseball as a whole. I said, I'm done with baseball. I'm going to get a job and like just go work a nine to five. And that's that's what it is. Like, that's my life. I screwed everything up. And I went to I worked at Jerome's Furniture for like a year. Didn't touch a baseball, didn't do anything except work out. I was over baseball. And it took me a year of work to realize that this like there's more in me like this is not what I want to do like yep. I could do this when I'm 30 and so one of my baseball coaches called me one day when I was on one of my breaks and he goes what are you doing dude like figure it out pretty much and I was like dude I don't know what I'm doing like I'm literally working moving furniture smoking a cigarette right now like what am I doing yeah. and and he goes yeah you need to you need to go quit your job and come back to the baseball field and I said I said, bet, have me a spot on the team. I'll be there in two weeks when summer ball was starting. And so I told him, I'm like, dude, I don't even want to like, I don't even want to like be your dude on the team. Like I'll catch bullpens. I'll hit batting practice for a week before you put me in a game. 
And he goes, no, you're batting third and starting game one. I go, dude, I haven't played baseball in a year. <laughs> and he goes, I don't care. He goes, you're playing. And I said, all right. And I ended up having the best summer I ever had playing baseball just because, like, my it's, mentality, yeah, it was sure. just different. Like, even on days that I went, like, 0 for 4, like, I was just happy because I was just so, like, grateful to play baseball and be on a field. Yep. And that's literally what made me have the best summer I ever had. And then summer ball passed. I got a uh, – I ended up transferring to another junior college where this coach, the summer coach, was coaching at. Mm-hmm. And it just continued. I had another – I had the best year of my life at junior college playing baseball. I had the best production year. And – uh, we went on to the state finals and just had a blast and ended up getting drafted by the Seattle Mariners that year. Actually, after a year of quitting baseball, I got drafted by the Mariners and everybody's just like, oh, you need to go play pro ball. Like, you know how you are in school. Like, you're not going to you're not going to pass. Like, you're going to ruin it. You're going to ruin pro ball. You're never going to be able to play again. You'll never have this opportunity. And for me, it was kind of like, you know what? I, can, I already know – I know I can play pro ball. Like, I yeah. just got drafted. Like, I know that's there. Like, that box checked. And the thing that rubbed me wrong was people, like, telling me that I couldn't yep. do something. And that's, I ended up That's a, a big f- motivator right there. I mean, yeah, like, it was that, huge. That alone. And, like, anyway. it's crazy because I told the twin, I or not the Twins, I told the Mariners, I'm like, oh, I'm signing. Like, I'm done. Like, get me out of school. I'm signing. And so they were like, all right, we got you. And the dude who ended up signing me, I don't want to put names out, but I got you. he said, all right, well, let, let me take you out to dinner the next like couple of days and let's celebrate, blah, blah, blah. And like in the moment when I got drafted, like, of course, I'm going to say yes. Like, well, yeah. Well, I mean, like, is your emotions, like when you get a call so saying like, exactly. you're like, you're, you're playing professional baseball. Yeah. Like, it was everything I ever wanted to do, yeah. like it happening in that moment. And like, I was like, you know what? Like, Let's do it. I'm I'm ready. And yeah. and and when he said, "All right, I'll see you in a couple of days. Like celebrate with your family." Like I finally had time to like slow the down and think. and repro- like process everything and and just think about what I'm doing because that's a big decision to make. And I was calling people like, "What should I do?" blah 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 and like the people that told me I couldn't go to school and and I'm going to ruin my opportunity is what motivated me to not go play pro ball that year. And it motivated me to go to school again. And I ended up getting a full ride to Cal state Northridge and again, had the best year academically and on the field and then got drafted again. And after that, I said, you know, it's my junior year. I'm not going to get that money my senior year. So let's go. I can come back to school now. That's wild, man. That is, That's insane. So we yeah, not good. not playing one year and all of a sudden a few years later drafted. Yeah. It's That's, crazy. Every it just feels like everything happened so fast. Well, yeah. Well, for sure. Well, I mean, you're like it's like one moment I was in the back of Jerome's furniture moving furniture and yeah. then one moment the uh, literally fast forward one year later exactly I'm playing pro ball. Yeah. And it's just crazy. That's a pretty eventful, <laughs> eventful few months right there. Yeah, it was, it was, those were some good times. <laughs> so when you got drafted the second time, were your emotions the same way as you were, I guess, the first time? Um, 
You know, the first time it was like, it hit me as in like, like, wow, like this is really happening. And like, I guess when the draft comes around, I didn't really believe it until like it happened. And once it happened, it was kind of like, oh, wow, like everything I ever worked for, like it did, it has come true and like it it is possible. And then it pays off and it all pays off. And then once I did get drafted, like it kind of, it told me like, dude, like I am good enough to play pro ball, like go ahead and go back to school and like do your thing. And it's kind of like a big confidence booster, I guess. Yeah, it definitely was going and playing college after being drafted for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, because everybody knows, like, yeah, everyone knows, like, he got drafted, but he yeah, he was drafted exactly. And, like, I mean, some people will be like, oh, like, he, like, he thinks he's gonna ball out this year or whatever, but yeah, but yeah, everybody knows, and like, it's definitely a big, like, uh, confidence thing. But the second time, it was like, I kind of went into it, no, I knew prior, like, I was going to get drafted again, and so it was just a matter of when, and yeah. I mean, I mean, scouts tell you everything, bro. Like, yeah, I bet. they call you, you're going to get picked up here, here, here. And, like, I was told the whole time, like, both drafts that I was going to get drafted high, like, day two for sure. And then if, if, like, if day three were to come around, like, that'd be crazy. So, like, I was expecting, like, day two and, like, both times it didn't happen. So, I was kind of, like, bummed. Mm-hmm. And, and – but I mean, I knew prior, like the first draft, I didn't know I was getting drafted. And then the second draft, I kind of knew I was. So it didn't really hit me as in, in a way as the first time that it happened. The mentality going into it, knowing that you are, that, that you are good enough. Yeah. It's just like a relaxing, but also, you know, that you're good enough. So step on the pedal. Yeah. And get going. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing too, is like when, when people know stuff like that, like you feel like to you that people are holding you to like a high expectation. Like, Oh, he needs to go four for four today. Like he's drafted. He's a big dog. Like, like, but then again, it's it's baseball, but it's baseball. Exactly. Like, it's not like that. Like, it's not like the player being a pro being a pro being a pro has nothing to do with what you do on the field. It's how being a pro is how you go about your business and how you show up every day, how you treat your teammates. And just doing the little things right. Like, that's yep. being a pro. It's all the and details. Small details. Exactly. And that's – They all add up. The, they all add up. And at the end of the year, when when your teammates look back, they're not going to remember that day you went four for four. They're going to yep. remember – they're going to remember the kind of teammate you were. And, yes. And that's what being like – that's what being a pro is. I'm saying because you stay pretty busy now, like, with yeah. like your training schedules and all that. Yeah. I – uh do a speed agility and like strength program uh monday through friday um monday and thursdays right now i do catching drills with my buddy that has his own little catching uh program and then i'll hit here and there kind of whenever um but like now that i know that i'm not going to be going back till january probably like the the skill side of things so like bait like catching hitting stuff like that I'll probably shut that down for a little bit because I mean really I don't I don't need to work on that right yeah. now it's too like it's just too early and I'll work on those things when it comes closer to me leaving um 
but I'll do it every day. And so right now is like a time for me to just focus all my time and energy on like getting stronger and faster. Yeah, for sure. So, so training, speed training, uh, getting more explosive and just trying to get as strong as I can, as quick as I can. So that's what I'm doing Monday through Friday. What was it like going to your uh, first uh, spring training? I was nervous. Um, I was <laughs> well, so yeah. nervous. You know, I was nervous, but it's crazy. My buddy that I played uh, at college with at Cal State Northridge, me and him ended up getting drafted by the Twins. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, one of my good friends. So we ended up, like, being on the same flight, like, <laughs> flew out to Florida together. So, like, it wasn't as nerve-wracking as yeah. it should have been, but – even having a friend with me, like, I was like, what am I, what, like, you don't know anything. Like, they just say, all right, you're leaving here. And like, so like, I'm calling people, what do I bring? Like, <laughs> how much stuff should I bring? Um, yeah, you don't know anything. And then you hop off the plane and like, you get picked up, they drive you to the facility and like, it's just, there you go. That's it. You're there. Hey, Have fun. Yeah, exactly. It, it was, I didn't know what to expect at all. And Having my buddy with me definitely helped out a lot, though. Say so what, like, was there anyone that you saw in person and then you're just like, holy crap, like, that's so-and-so. Like, who was the biggest I think, person uh, that you were, like, fanboying over? Fanboying over? I would <laughs> have to say, uh, damn, I would probably say Nelson Cruz. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nelson Cruz, bro. Big dude. It's funny. Yeah, he's huge. It's funny though. I actually ran into Nelson Cruz uh when I was in college and down at Hermosa Beach. So the pier down there in mm -hmm. Hermosa Beach. We were all hanging out having dinner and I was like me and my buddies, my college buddies, we were like my baseball team and we I was looking and I'm like looking at my buddies, I'm like, "Dude, that's Nelson Cruz." <laughs> And my buddies are like, no way, that's not him. Like, there's no way. What's he doing in Hermosa Beach? And uh, I'm like, dude, that's for sure him. So I walk up to him. I'm like, hey, are you Nelson Cruz? And he goes, no, my friend, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, dude, I go. <laughs> I am an idiot. I, I, I'm like, don't lie. I go, I know you're Nelson Cruz. And he goes, no, I don't know who that is. Sorry, bro. I like, sorry, my friend, I don't know who that is. And so I left it at that, and I'm like, I ended up having to go to the bathroom in a little bit and I go down to the bathroom and he's waiting in line to use the bathroom. And I'm like, it's just me and him in the hallway. And I'm like, he probably thinks I'm following him or something. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, I get it. You're a pro baseball player. You don't want anybody to know in here, but between me and you, are you Nelson Cruz? And he goes, he got grabs me on the shoulder. He goes, Oh, the night's still young. My friend, like <laughs> have a good, have a good night. And I go, I go, all right, whatever. And so, I get I uh, then get picked up by the Twins a year later, and he gets traded to the Twins. Yep. And I was like, no way. This is my shot to, like, ask him. And so I get put on uh, the high A roster to go fill in a spot with high A, and he ended up getting hurt and had to uh, – did a rehab assignment yeah. with the high A team. And I was – they were like, all right, Nelson Cruz is going to be here later, like – leave him his locker right here. So I was like, bet right when he gets <laughs> here, I'm going to ask him if he remembers me. And so he walks in and starts introducing himself to everybody. And 
I look at him and I go, hey, I go, Nelson, I go, you remember me that one time at Hermosa Beach? And he goes, oh, my God, my friend, how you doing? <laughs> like, totally That's just crazy. started laughing and, like, just, like, couldn't even believe it. And that was that was probably one of my coolest moments I've had playing pro ball. But I think that Nelson Cruz for sure is like somebody I was like, oh crap, like that's Nelson Cruz. What was it? Because I watched him up in uh, Seattle, like play, and it's just he's like, a beast. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. It's say that's that. Oh, he sings like a thirty-five inch bat. Yeah, he's, dude. He's a I've big seen, boy, bro. He he. Uh, so like. So, like, up in, like, the concourse area, like, so they sell, like, the broken bats and all that stuff. And then I yeah. will, like, grab them and I'm like, holy shit, this is a log. Dude, it's, bro, it's so big. So, what do you want to do after baseball? Well, I mean, right now, um, there's a few things. I mean, I, I want to either use my baseball resume and, like, start a – a facility and train kids to have mm -hmm. teams, um, do something like that. Uh, I honestly, I would say my, my second most like thing I really want to do is I want to be a cop and try and join the SWAT team in LA. And, oh, really? Yeah. LAPD. Yeah. I want to actually really, because for me, it's just, I can't, my older brother's a cop and well, he's a correctional officer. So like, I'm always around him all the time and like yeah. just around his buddies that are cops. And like, it's just like, they all hang out. Like, like, it's like, it almost is like, they're like baseball boys again. Yep. You know what I mean? Like having a team and like it's, your boys like, hanging out all yeah. the time. And, and, and it just, it like, I love that about baseball. And like, for me, that's how I want to live my life. Like I want to be around my, my buddies all the time. Like I want to, it's I want to more do than fun just stuff all the time. Yeah, it's more than a game, dude. And it's literally – it's a lifestyle, and it's – I don't ever want to change that lifestyle. Even though baseball's done, I can still find that lifestyle somewhere else. And and for me – and, like, think about baseball. Like, you wake up the next day, and you don't know what's going to happen. Yep. I'm, I'm going to wake up as a cop one day, and I'm not going to know what's going to happen that day. Every, every day is a brand-new day. And, like yep. – It's oh, a brand-new day at the plate. It's a, it's a brand-new day, and – all you can do is just live in the present moment and, and that's it. Worry about the now. And I, I don't have to worry about the next day or the day prior because it's done. It's over with. And that's why, like, I feel like being a cop is something I want to do because it's literally like if I was playing baseball, like the same lifestyle, just not baseball. Like professional baseball, it's pretty structured. Yeah. So, and like being in, like law enforcement, well, I mean that's pretty structured too. Yeah. So it's just a, it's 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 kind of interesting because like, I, I mean, like cause I've talked to a few people and they've, it's like everything that you've talked about like correlates to like the game of baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's way more than just. Playing. Yeah, I mean, most people most people see it for a bat and a ball and two <laughs> white lines and. It's literally – it's more than that to the people who play it every day. They've done it their whole life. Like, they have dedicate so much time and energy into one thing. And, like, it's it's literally a lifestyle. Like, you – and if you don't live that lifestyle, you'll never have success. In baseball, at least, because you have to live that way. Or that's what the game calls. Like, yep. you need to live the baseball lifestyle. And if you can't do that, then you won't be a part of the game for so long because that's just not what the game asks for. 
Oh yeah, no. Like I mean the baseball gods are real, so if you if you try and take that shortcut. Yeah, you're gonna get punched in the mouth at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So have you ever thought about like creating like your own brand? Like for you? Yeah, I, I've thought about it and I like for me, I mean, I've definitely thought about it. Like I think of things to do all the time, dude. Like I, yeah. I, I literally brainstorm ideas constantly. Like there's not a, I don't think there's a second in the day that goes by where I'm not trying to like think of something to make or something. And if I, I do want to do a brand, but I need, I need somewhere to get clothes and like stuff like that. Like I need, I need, I need a, I need to find somebody that will give me like, clothes in bulk put my brand on it and like do the things that i want to do with it because i would want to sell like clothes and stuff like that and just like any kind of merchandise well i mean because you're in the miners right now like once you make it step by step and then you have that brand off the field people will know who you are like before you even get there because of that brand yeah well i mean like especially now i mean it being 2020 like social media is such a big thing now i mean like you can connect to anyone yeah, anyone. So I think that you should, you should uh, draw up a brand and go from there. I definitely will. I'll definitely. I'm definitely. It's like in the in the works and like Dude. the the pro the thought has been put onto paper and and See, it's just finding the right people to like help me out. I guess. Here's my advice on that one: just take the first step and go for it. Yeah. Just, just do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I do. That's how I am. Like I it do might, something and I'm going for it. You got to do it, man. Yeah, I will. I mean, you're, sure. you're in Southern California. There's lots of people out there that can help you out. Yeah, there's a bunch. That's what's great about living in California is there's just opportunities everywhere. Final thoughts. All right, what would you say to someone who think who's thinking about quitting? Nah, if I said, I mean, shoot, thinking about quitting, I mean, so you're like the perfect example to I would say like to hit this like, topic. Don't don't ever quit. Um people are going to try and push put you down and like it don't matter how many times you get knocked down, you just got to keep getting back up on your feet and just keep moving forward. Um cuz at, at the end of the day that's the only that's the only option we have is to just get back up on your feet and keep moving forward and and you're going to come by so many people that are just going to tell you you can't do this you can't do this and and those people don't matter you just gotta ignore the outside noise and the distractions and just stay focused on what you need to do in the present moment and just keep moving forward because at the end of the day the only choice you have is to keep moving forward like there's no the the world's gonna keep moving and whether you like it or not and and the quicker you can get over whatever you're going through and just say, you know what, put that behind, put that on the back of my mind and just keep pushing and keep moving forward. The more successful you're going to be, because I mean, let's just say most people are going to worry about something for five days and let them affect, let it affect them for a week, two weeks. Well, somebody like me, something happens. It is what it is. I'm done. It affected me in that present moment. And I, it, now it's over with, cause I don't have a choice. It's no matter how bad I feel, no matter how bad or how down I feel, it, the world's going to keep moving forward. And the quicker you can learn to just shut off those like negative thoughts or, or those negative things in your life, the quicker you're going to be successful because you're just going to be moving at such a faster pace than everybody 
that doesn't know how to do that, that it like, it, it's a game changer. And whenever you feel like quitting, just keep moving forward and don't let anything knock you down because whether you're knocked down or not, the world's going to keep moving forward without you. So. Hell yeah. That's it. Well, that's what I got. Well, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Thank you for having me for sure. That was dope. Trevor Casanova. Remember that name. So the moral of that one is pretty much do not give up a dream. Keep on going. There will always be those people out there who will say, give up. You're not good enough. But keep on going. I mean, as cliche as it sounds, when you're knocked down, the only thing to do is get up and keep on going. As always, a huge thank you to Routine Baseball for many of the apparel that I wear throughout the episodes. Routine Baseball has got me covered. They started out of a basement producing teas, and now they're shipping apparel and accessories across the globe. They actually surprised me the other day with a, a new Routine shirt. It's a collab with Tim Anderson and Routine Baseball. Be different. That's it. Oh, and go Cubs.